Welcome to another story podcast from The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. And I'm Sarah Severson. We're the co-producers of The Raven Narratives. The story you're about to hear was told by Lizzie Scully at our live storytelling event at the end of March, when the theme was Second Chances. Lizzie was our impromptu storyteller at the Sunflower Theater in Cortez, and her name was pulled from the Cracker Jack box after intermission. Lizzie lives in Mancus, Colorado, between her house in town and Skullbinder Ranch, a dream 35-acre property with the Mancus River running right through it. She's currently happily employed as the marketing manager for Alpaca Raft, and in her free time, Lizzie enjoys mountain biking, pack rafting, rock climbing, gardening, and playing the ukulele. Here is Lizzie's story. It was this really beautiful day, and uh, I was going climbing with my boyfriend's best friend, and I'd been climbing with him for a year, and, oh, God, give me a sec. So it was a beautiful sunny day, and we're going to Vallecito, uh, or not to Vallecito, sorry, we're going to um, Lemon, Mount Lemon, or Lemon Reservoir. I don't even really, I've only been there once, but it's this beautiful canyon, and there's a river that goes through it, and there's rock walls on either side, and it's beautiful, and it's loud, the river's loud, and um, we're, we haven't climbed together in a few months, and we're really excited to hang out, because we really like each other, because we're both obsessed with climbing. We've both been climbing for 25 years each. Sorry, <laughs> this is really hard for me. Um, so collectively, 50 years of climbing between my friend Thad and I, and we're climbing, and, and we're so happy, and we're laughing, and we're joking, and, and uh, we're talking about his wife, who he loves, and his children, and he's just this wonderful father, and, and uh, talking about my boyfriend, who I love, who's a wonderful human, um, and we're climbing. It's what we do. We've both been obsessively climbing for 25 years each, and that's all we think about in our free time. You know, that, that's every trip we've ever been on. It's all for climbing everywhere I've been in the world, which is like all over the world. I've been for climbing. I've been, you know, I've climbed walls that are like 4,000 feet high in Pakistan, and I've climbed El Cap many times. And I love climbing. I love climbing, and Dad loves climbing. And the first day we met, we were like, oh, we love climbing. Oh my God. And we just have this bond, and it's such a good bond. And we do the first route, and uh, there's luckily there's a lot of people in the canyon. Um, we do this first route, and go. We're just so excited. Neither of us have been out for a while, and and uh, beautiful day. Oh, beautiful day. And we do the second route, and oh, so much fun. We're like, oh, warm up. Okay, let's go do a little bit of a harder route. So we go do this harder route, and and it's wonderful. And and at the top of every route. Um, we can't really hear each other, and so we're using a communication um, that just gives me the thumbs up when he gets to the top, and then um, then I take him off belay, and he repels down. Um, so really what happens when that happens is he gets to the top of a climb, and he clips in, and then, um, and then he sets up, then I take him off belay, and then he sets up the rope to repel down. Anybody who's climbed probably knows this. Um, so we go to the fourth climb, and I lead it. And uh, um, 
and I fall, and, and I'm like, oh, I fell. Darn, I should do it again. Um, and I get to the ground, and it's Thad's turn. And uh, um, he leads it, and he tried it. He's tried it a number of times, and this is the first time that he sends it. He does it like super clean. It's super awesome. Um, it's like beautiful to watch. He's such a graceful climber. Um, but right before he started to climb, these uh, two people had come up, um, Ian and George, and I didn't know them before this day. Um, but they're they say, "Oh, we want to do the route," and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess I better not do it again." Um, but I didn't tell Thad, and um, and uh, Thad and I just as he's climbing, I'm thinking, mm, I, I wonder, maybe I should do the route, maybe I shouldn't do the route. I should probably tell him. Um, and he he sort of, we didn't really communicate about um, what was going to happen, like if I was going to do it again or if he was going to clean it and rappel down. So anyway, so he gets to the top and um and he sends this route and we're both like so excited because he's been trying this for years right and i'm like dude yeah we're hollering and and the two guys are hollering and and he gives me the thumbs up and i take him off belay and like you know a few seconds later you know ian yells and i and i'm like oh, fuck a rock's falling and i dive in to ian and george and I turn around, and it's not a rock, it's Thad, who's fallen. And he's fallen 100 feet, and he lands right next to me. And, uh, and I think he's dead, and because uh, he, he falls so far, and I'm screaming, and I'm screaming. And, and Ian and George are woofers, wilderness first responders. And so they go over immediately, and they say, you go get help. And I was like, OK, I'm running down the river. Luckily, there's like probably 30 people, which is really unusual. There aren't usually that many people in this climbing area. And I run down and I scream across the river, somebody's fallen, we need help. And, and somehow, miraculously, someone has a spot device and they hit the spot device because we're 45 minutes from cell coverage. And then somehow, miraculously, I learned this later from Rosie, this woman, uh, who sees the fall, she's climbing from the other side and she's the only one over who knows. And she directs people on the side of the river. You're going to do this, you go make the phone call. And I just found this out like a couple weeks ago, but the woman who went to make the phone call is running out of the canyon and she's running and as she's running, all these people are like, oh my God, what happened? Somebody fell, what can we do? And she's running and she, all these people get in her truck with her and she drops them off at various points on the road so that when the ambulance comes in, the ambulance will know exactly where to go. So, and I'm, while all this is happening, I'm just screaming. And Rosie comes over uh, and, and I'm screaming and screaming. And I can't, I don't feel like I can help. Um, and, and it's, but I'm just screaming. So eight minutes go by and Thad wakes up. He's fallen 100 feet. He wakes up and he, he's moving his arms and they won't let me go near him because I'm, I'm not screaming at this point, but they won't let me go near him. But he's alive, right? Within 45 minutes, the search and rescue people show up and, and, and two more woofers show up and, and Thad isn't 
his back's not broken. He, the helmet, we had just put helmets on right before he climbed. Like I had worn one and he'd worn one. We don't normally wear helmets sport climbing, but we were like, oh, okay, <laughs> thanks. So anyway, uh, to make a long story short, because <laughs> I got to wrap it up, um, Thad was flown to Denver and, and he is walking and he's fine and he doesn't remember anything and he's climbing. And I don't really have a punchline except that um, while he's walking and he has no brain injury and, and it's this ultimate like second chance, so. <laughs> Thanks, Lizzie, for telling your story. To hear more stories like this one, subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, or Stitcher, where you can also leave comments and share these stories with your friends. And to find out what the themes will be at upcoming events and to pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives live storytelling event, go to our website at ravennarratives.org, check out the events page, and then fill out the form on the contact page to pitch your story. The Raven Narratives also offers group and one-on-one storytelling services to support organizations and businesses. More on those services is also on our website. You can also see a photo gallery of our storytellers there, taken by the incredible McCarson Lee of Red Scarf Shots Photography. Find out more about her photography services for shooting your portraits or special events at redscarfshots.com. Our theme music was written, composed, and performed by Jazar. And you can find out more about his music on SoundCloud or at freemusicarchive.org.